grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. lesson for this fifth Sunday after Pentecost is found in the book of Job, chapter 38, beginning at the first verse. In this section of God's word, we hear the Lord's response to Job. Job was a man of God who had been tested by God. In a short period of time, Job, who had been a rich man, had lost all of his riches He had lost his family, his children. He had been left with his wife, who told him to curse God and die, which he did not. He was left with his friends, who gave him some very, very poor advice. And he was given severe sores on his body. He went from being very healthy and very rich to very poor and very sick. Yet throughout that, Job remained faithful to the Lord. Yet in that, he did say, I would like an answer from God. Well, Job chapter 38 begins chapters upon chapters of the Lord's response. And here we hear the first 11 verses of the Lord's disciplining response to Job. Then the Lord responded to Job out of a violent storm. He said, Who is this who spreads darkness over my plans with his ignorant words? Get ready for action like a man. Then I will ask you questions and you will inform me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you understand anything about it. Who determined its dimensions? I am sure you know. Who stretched out the surveying line over it? What supports its foundation? Who set its cornerstone in place when the morning stars sang loud songs together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Who locked up the sea behind doors when it burst out of the womb? When I clothed the sea with clouds, when I wrapped it with thick darkness as its swaddling cloths, when I broke its power with my decree, when I locked it up behind barred double doors, I said, you may come this far, but no farther. Here is the barrier for your proud waves. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson is Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, beginning at verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us, because we came to this conclusion. One died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that those who live would no longer live for themselves, but for him who died in their place and was raised again. 
As a result, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we knew Christ according to the flesh, we no longer know him that way. So then, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. And all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of, for Christ, inasmuch as God is making an appeal through us. We urge you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him, who did not know sin, to become sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is the word of our God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter, beginning at the 35th verse. On that day, when evening came, Jesus said to them, Let's go over to the other side. After leaving the crowd behind, the disciples took him along in the boat, just as he was. Other small boats also followed him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were splashing into the boat, so that the boat was quickly filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. They woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to drown? Then he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind stopped, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still lack faith? They were filled with awe and said to one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The portion of God's word for our consideration this morning is the Psalm of the Day, Psalm 46. We hear it now in its entirety. God is our refuge and strength a helper who can always be found in times of trouble. That is why we will not fear when the earth dissolves and when the mountains tumble into the heart of the sea. Its waters roar and foam. The mountains quake when it rises. There is a river. Its streams bring joy to the city of God, to the holy dwelling of the Most High. God is in her. She will not fall. God will help her at daybreak. Nations are in turmoil. Kingdoms fall. God raises his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is a fortress for us. Come, look at the works of the Lord. What a wasteland he has made of the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He shatters the bow. He cuts up the spear. He burns the carts with fire. Be still.
know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is a fortress for us. This is the word of the Lord. Dear fellow redeemed sons and daughters of God most high, brothers and sisters of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What do you do when you have a nightmare? What did you do as a child when you had a nightmare? Did you go to your parents? What did your father do? There's really two types of responses, and I hope for all of you, you only have the one. I hope you never had this type of response, where a father says, quit your crying, or I'll really give you something to cry about. Now go back to bed and be quiet. I'm trying to sleep. I would certainly hope you'd have this kind of response, where a loving father would wrap you in his arms and hold you tight and whisper in your ear, it's okay. I'm here. I have you. You're safe. And maybe the father, the loving father would hold you and even bring you into his bed and hold you until you went back to sleep. And you knew, held in your father's arms, you were safe. And now safe, you were able to go to sleep. And the nightmare had passed. And you fell back asleep, safe and secure. Sometimes today, we may even see living nightmares. It's almost been 20 years now since September 11th, 2001. Maybe you remember. Switching on the TV, hearing the news, seeing that first World Trade Center tower where the plane had flown through, and then, what is that, another plane? Unbelievable. And then, first tower collapsing. Unbelievable. What is this nightmare? And then the second tower collapsing. What is this? And then hearing of another plane in the Pentagon and yet another plane in a field in Pennsylvania. When will this nightmare end? And acts of terrorism throughout the world. Maybe we don't have to think back. 20 years. Maybe we think back to the last year and a half as a disease spreads throughout the world. A world as we know it seems to be topsy-turvy and we wonder when will this nightmare end? Or maybe things within your private life that you haven't shared with anyone else and you're wondering when will this nightmare end? And yet, through it all, the Lord God says, not only in this section of Scripture, but he says to 
all of us throughout all of Scripture, as Jesus said to the wind and the waves, be still and know that I am God. You see, he doesn't come to us as an angry father. He doesn't say, quit your crying about these earthly things or I'll give you something really terrible to cry about. He says to us, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. And why does he do this? Why does he tell this to us throughout the scriptures? Think of the shepherds on that first Christmas evening. The angels saying to them, do not be afraid. Remember, remember in Luke chapter 2, the, the old King James Version, and they were sore afraid. They were trembling in their sandals. And the angels said, do not be afraid. I bring you great news. The birth of the Savior. God in his love speaks to us as a loving father. And many people will say that a person's view of God the Father is often shaped by what their view of their earthly father is and how their earthly father may have treated them. But if your earthly father didn't treat you so well, then put that aside and listen to what your heavenly father says to you in these words and throughout Scripture. Rethink about what your Heavenly Father says to you about how he loves you. Because he gives us this psalm, and he gives us the rest of Scripture, not to terrify us, but to comfort us. And to remind us that he does love us, and he's shown us that love through Jesus Christ. And he told us about that in the epistle reading, didn't he? He said, God made him, Jesus, who did not know sin, he had no connection with sin, he was without sin, oh, he knew what sin was, he knew right from wrong, he knew the law, he knew what God demanded, he knew what God said to do and what not to do, but he had no connection with sin, he had never sinned, contrary to what we are, of course, we know all about sin, not only do we know the Ten Commandments, what God tells us to do and what God tells us not to do, but we are immersed in sin. We are fully connected to sin. We know sin since the day we were born, since the day we were conceived. We've frolicked in sin, haven't we? But Christ, who was without sin, who did not know sin, he became sin for us there on the cross. He took our sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God, the righteousness that God demands. And God sees that righteousness and declares us not guilty purely out of love. And as children of God, when we see what's going on in the world, when we see wars and rumors of wars, when we see pandemics, and we see political uprising, whether in the world around us or even in our own nation, maybe within our own city. God says to us, be still and know that I am God. 
And he reminds us who he is when he says, the Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is a fortress for us. The Lord of armies. Now last Sunday, as part of the communion liturgy, we sang, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of heavenly hosts. The Lord of armies. The heavenly hosts, the Lord of the angelic armies, thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions of the angelic armies that stand ready to protect us, to keep us safe, to watch over us. The Lord, the God who makes a promise, the God who keeps a promise, the one who says, I am the same yesterday and today and forever. When we look at the stained glass window of the burning bush, the God who spoke to Moses and said, I am. Not the God who was. And that, not the God who just, who will be, but the same who was yesterday and is today and will be forever. He cannot break his promises. The Lord. And then he says, the God of Jacob. And that doesn't mean that he's just the God of people named Jacob. And the rest of us named Chris or James or Mark or whomever, well, the rest of us, we just have to find our own God. That's not what the Lord is saying there. He's the God of Jacob. Remember Jacob's other name, Israel? And then Paul makes the connection that all believers are Israel. Not just the people of Israel, the Jewish nation, but all Israel are all believers, all who trust in him, and that name God. Well, that takes us back to the very first stained glass window, creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The God of power. He makes a promise, he keeps a promise, and the God of power is able to keep that promise. He is the one who is with us. He is the one who is our fortress. But not just in the physical realm, but in the eternal as well. You notice in Psalm 46, God's talking about things that, many of which haven't even happened yet. We will not fear when the earth dissolves and the mountains tumble into the heart of the sea. Its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake when it rises. Now, yes, there have been earthquakes and there have been times when the mount, parts of the mountains have slid into the sea, but the, the earth is not yet dissolved. It's still here. And not all the mountains have tumbled into the sea, but there will be a day when the earth dissolves when all the mountains are laid flat. There is a day when the earth melts, when he says in verse 6, God raises his voice, the earth melts. There will be a day when a wasteland he has made of the earth. There will be a day when he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. Since Cain and Abel, there's been wars on earth. Four people that we knew about on earth, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. And then suddenly one quarter of the earth 
population was gone when Cain killed Abel. That's quite a devastating war. And there's been wars since then, and there continues to be wars and rumors of wars now, but what day will there be when the wars come to cease and the earth melts and the earth dissolves? The Lord is talking about Judgment Day. And what a day that will be. When the earth as we know it ceases to exist, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth, for the old has passed away, how will we react on that day? My brother, when he was in high school, asked some of his friends, how will you react when the Lord returns? How will you react? And his friend said, oh man, I will run the other way. I will be so terrified. I will run and duck for cover. My brother said, not me. I'm running towards the Lord. For he is my salvation and my rock. And in those days, any of the nightmares that have gone before, any of the scenes we have gone before, the destruction of the earth, we have not seen that yet. And we may be tempted to be afraid. But what does the Lord say? What does he say to us, those that are covered in the blood of Christ, who have been declared not guilty? By God's sacrifice of Christ on the cross, he says to us as a loving father, be still and know that I am God. And we can be still. And we can stand fearless. Not on our own. We've not earned that. Not because we've done so good, but because Christ has done the good on our behalf. Because our loving Father has something prepared for us. Remember what he said in verse 2? Or rather in, in verse 4? In the midst of all this chaos. In the midst of all these mountains falling to the heart of the sea. And the waters roaring and foaming. He says, there is a river. Its streams bring joy to the city of God. To the holy dwelling of the Most High. God is in her. She will not fall. God will help her at daybreak. I ask you to look at the last window over on this side. The picture of heaven. Notice the river running through it. The glorious city of God. And about that, the Apostle John writes in Revelation 21 and 22. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Because the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. <coughs> We're talking about after Judgment Day, folks. We're talking about the glorious paradise that God has prepared for us. And he has given us as heirs of eternal life. And the sea no longer existed. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully adorned for her husband. And from the throne I heard a loud voice that said, Look! God's dwelling is with people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain because the former things have passed away. 
And John continues and he says, The angel showed me the river of the water of life, which was as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and from the Lamb. In the middle of the city, in the middle of the city streets, and on each side of the river was a tree of life that yielded twelve kinds of fruit. The tree yields its fruit every month, and its leaves are for the healings of the nations. There will no longer be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. His servants will worship him. They will see his face. His name will be on their foreheads. There will no longer be any night or any need for lamplight or sunlight, because the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. This is the paradise God has prepared for us. Are we there yet? No. We still live here on earth. Do we still have troubles here on earth? Do we still have nightmares sometimes? Do we still see things during the daytime, during the waking times that scare us? Do we sometimes still listen to the news and it terrifies us? Yes. Is God going to bring judgment day where we will be gathered together into the glories of paradise to be with him forever? Yes. He has promised us that. The Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, our God, has promised us that. But until that time when you are scared, and as that day dawns, if you are scared, remember what the Lord says in this word and throughout scripture. Be still and know the Lord is God. Amen. May the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.